Hello and welcome to I Talk to Ghosts. I'm your spirited host, Jennifer, a professional medium and a teller of ghost stories. You know by now that I love more than anything to curl up with a good spooky book. And what you may not know is that oftentimes I do so with my lovely black cat named Amulet. And I thought tonight I would dedicate this episode to all the spooky and non-spooky pets out there and also share a few stories of spirits of beloved pets that came back to comfort their owners. I also have a personal story to share with you tonight of my own ghost pet. And to continue with that theme, I'm going to share a special in-studio spirit reading that I gave to my guest who specifically is grieving for their beloved pet. Curious about what a medium reading could be like with animal communication? Know that it is possible, and I hope that this session gives you that sense of comfort and knowing. I also have a message from the spirits tonight for someone listening to the podcast. And you know what? I will dedicate this one with the intention of reaching a grieving pet owner as well. That's later on in the podcast. But first, the stories. Our forever furry friends are trotting in right now. Years ago, we lost our dog unexpectedly. That evening, I had to tell my young children the horrible news. As I was gently explaining that our dog had passed away, I heard that unmistakable sound of a dog shaking his fur. You know how they do when they first get out of the bath. I paused and all three of us looked at each other with wide eyes. My four-year-old shouted, He's not dead! He's in the hall! We all ran to see, and of course, there was nothing there. I know he came to say goodbye that evening. Experts say that dogs give a little shake like that as a stress relief when they've been through something that upset them. I think our dog had made it to the other side and was shaking off his stress. He was okay, and he wanted us to know. This was four years ago, I think. In the middle of the night, I was absolutely sick. Fever. Nausea, cold sweat, the whole package since the day before, like a really bad flu. After waking up to drink some water, I lied down on my couch, slowly falling asleep after a night of suffering. Then, I heard a teeny noise. I heard something coming closer. Something with a light step probably small, and it jumped up onto the arm of my couch at my feet. I was still kind of awake, 
but the fever and the lack of rest convinced me I must be hallucinating. I was unable to see anything in the darkness anyway, so I tried to ignore it. But that didn't work. Whatever had joined me started to walk up my legs to my chest and then sat there. A kind energy started to flow into me as I distinctly heard a cat's purring. It was reassuring and chill, exactly like the feeling you got when your cat relaxes on you. This energy and this purring lasted a few seconds before slowly melting into me and waking me up. I felt a lot better, nearly cured from my flu. I was certain at this moment it was my dear cat who had passed away months before. The only logical answer I can think of is that it was a mix between a fever dream and the medicine taking effect at the same time. But even then, a heavy flu like that doesn't disappear in an instant. I think my lovely cat came back to help me heal. When I was 10, our elderly cat passed away in my sister's arms. We were all completely devastated. He was an old cat, but we couldn't quite prepare ourselves to say goodbye. My family drove him to the vet so that he could be cremated. We returned home with heavy hearts, not quite knowing what to do with ourselves or how to grieve. My older brother, who had been out with his friends, missed all the sad events of the day. When he arrived home and we told him the news of our cat's passing, he was shocked and he said he had just seen him. My brother saw our cat one street over, heading home. He hadn't given it much thought at that moment, but as he stood there and relived the memory in his mind, he nodded and said our cat had looked younger and fit, like when we first had him come into our family years before. Knowing all this had happened helped ease us immensely. Our cat was young again and still coming home. In 2008, my beloved Pomeranian dog passed away. She was 11 years old and had cancer. She was the sweetest dog she was a pretty cream color, a beautiful dog inside and out. When she had passed, the vet took a paw print impression of her paw and put it in a special ornament keepsake for me. 
I kept the ornament and I still have it today. I remember looking at the cast impression and thinking, wow, I never really studied her paw before. And I made a mental impression in my mind of her paw print. I guess in a way dogs all have different looking paws to some degree. I just never gave it much thought until I saw the impression on my ornament. I had my dog cremated and a couple of weeks later I took her ashes to Florida. I lived in Michigan at the time. I used to like to take her to the beach in Florida. There was a place she loved to walk on that beach so I spread her ashes there. Although I really missed my dog because I loved her dearly, by spreading her ashes it brought me closure and I felt at peace with her passing. When I returned home to Michigan, there had been a snowstorm and fresh snow covered everything. I remember admiring how pretty the snow looked because it was untouched and fresh. I parked my car in the parking lot and approached the stairway to my second floor apartment. There were two units on the second floor, mine and one that had been vacant for a while. There was only one staircase, so it was the only exit entrance to the second floor. Everything was covered in fresh snow, including the stairway. As I approached the stairs, I noticed a single set of paw prints going up the stairway. None coming down, just going up, and no other footprints or markings of any kind in the fresh snow. And I remember thinking immediately that they looked like my dog's paw prints. The only explanation I could think of as to why the paw prints were going up but not down, that this was a visit and a sign that my beloved dog is with me. She came home and apparently returned from Florida before I did. Book a tarot reading with me. Tarot can be a wonderful source for affirmation, validation, and inspiration. To book a session with me, visit italktoghosts.com slash readings. Let's see what the cards have to say for you. Hello and welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. My guest this evening is Allison. Allison, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Jen. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. So tonight we're going to do an animal spirit reading for you. This should be fun. It will. It will be fun. Okay. First thing I want to say is animals really seem to love you. And on top of that... You are surrounded by animals. <laughs> Does that I, make sense to you? I, I don't think that's very surprising to anyone. I have a degree in animal science. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I grew up with animals. Um, 
I, I raise rabbits. I've, I've cur- we're currently down to just one cat, but I, I, mm-hmm. I don't think I have, uh, I'm trying to think when was the last time I didn't have a pet, probably a couple of years in college. Um, but yeah, animals have just always been around constantly. Yeah. And I get the sense that it's not just a profession. They're, they're kind of drawn to you. Like they mm-hmm. know you're good yeah. people and, yeah. and they will come your way and check you out and decide to stay. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I have accidentally adopted cats that were left behind at houses and apartments that I moved into. Oh, that's um, so kind. <laughs> um, there are a whole host of cats that just live in this neighborhood that all come to this house to hang out. And, um, my daughter of course has named all of them. And, um, when we go on walks for the neighborhood, there are cats in the neighborhood that just come out and greet us and know us. And yeah, we're, we're surrounded. (laughs) Detailed impressions that were coming in a dog with really bright eyes. I'm trying to remember the dog I had as a little girl. I think her eyes were sort of a golden brown instead of the dark brown that you usually see. Let's see if she will come close and like maybe give me... Do you remember her much? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was okay. the first dog. Okay. I, well, there were other dogs when I was littler, but she was the first one I really remember. Oh. She was a people person, but you're, you're a little doggy. Mm-hmm. Did did she like to go out in the yard and like she had her own little projects like I gotta go I gotta go see this I gotta go see this type of thing. The breed that she was was a hunting breed, and my family doesn't hunt, but she very much was out there, you know, keeping track of all the birds in the neighborhood. Yeah. And, okay. Um, you know, r- running the fences. And, uh, certainly when we had other animals, she did have, we did have one dog that she was, she was friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When I'm seeing the backyard, I'm seeing like, I'm going to work, you know, <laughs> like the stations, there were stations. So yeah, that's really mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. Uh, that that would come out. Um, another dog, did you ever have like, um, like a dark Scotty looking type dog that was her friend buddy he was a wire-haired fox terrier okay yeah because like suddenly that's coming in i'm like i didn't think we were done yet what did they have to say that dog had a lot of energy (laughs) yeah everything was always new always Mm -hmm. new to that dog like it's Mm -hmm. a brand new day everything energy 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 going on (laughs) i'm getting the impression of having to like move the dog's nose away from you. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get the dog's nose away. Like again, again, again. No, you can't have the cupcake. No, you can't have my iced tea. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, his name, his name was Buddy, uh, oh. which was short for Bud E. Weiser, because when he was little, he stole someone's beer and drank it. <laughs> And it does not take much beer for a little dog to get intoxicated. And like, it was, it was fast as could be. He just, he swiped that can and started Uh up and yeah. 
So yeah, that that is very on point for Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> PSA: Keep your beer away keep from two little doggos. Dog- <laughs> yeah. One impression that was coming in for me as I was opening up the space was, I felt like I was always thirsty, drinking, 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 drinking all the water. I think it might actually be a cat. I think that might be Spork. Because Spork was very, very good about drinking his water, but um, he he was very picky about his water, and he would get kind of incessant uh, incessant about it. Um, and he would jump up on the kitchen counter and then scream meow at us until we turned on the sink, so that he could drink out of the faucet in the kitchen. That all lines up. It was like. Thirsty and fixated mm-hmm. with water mm-hmm. and um, interesting. Was was this a dark cat? He was a tuxedo cat. He was black and white. Okay. I'm getting nostalgic vibes mm-hmm. with this with this cat. You know, it feels like there's this this cat kind of means home. Um, he he was our most recent kitty to have passed. Um, okay. He. His his remains are actually here in the room with me. We haven't spread them yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well-loved. Yeah. Well-loved by the family. Very much I'm so. I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry for that loss. That's so tough. I'm glad he's okay. Was there like a ball or something that rolled that he would like scamper after? Oh, my God. He played with everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. like He's like, I don't want to focus on the sad how about the zooms, you know, <laughs> the, mm-hmm. like batting something and then tearing after it? Yeah. Um, oh my God, so many toys. Um, my son has these like Nerf guns that shoot these foam balls. And I, I still am finding them under couches and tables and stuff all around the house. Here, here's a detail. The name Snoopy came up. Did you ever actually name a dog after Snoopy? My uncle Johnny had a dog named Snoopy. Okay. Um, so yeah, they they definitely knew a Snoopy. Yeah, there was a Snoopy in the family. <laughs> there was a Snoopy in the family. Yeah. One thing that I'm picking up, I don't know if it's Snoopy, but it's it seems it's a dog that um, did not like people arguing. We had two different dogs that if my parents ever got in an argument, the dogs would like try to break it up. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. That, that was something that was like floating around in there. And these are different dogs than the ones that we had talked yes. about. Yes. <laughs> so, so one of them we have talked about. Um, so, so Tiger Lily was my, my dog from when I was a little kid. And then Sally was my dog that we got when I was in junior high. All right. Well, let's see what Sally has to say. Sally is showing me a little bit of silliness about her. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Like a little bit unpredictable or it's like, why did you do this thing? I, I, yeah. (laughs) There, There were definitely some unpredictable things about her. She, she was, she was an interesting dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, that little like like quirkiness is kind of like coming through of why did you do that 
<laughs> she would play with things that weren't toys, but not necessarily, but you know, like a lot of dogs, they play with toys and they destroy them. She would yeah. find random things like, like empty toilet paper rolls. She would just come out with an empty toilet paper roll in like, in her mouth, <laughs> like she was chewing on a cigar. Um, <laughs> and w whenever she would come out like that, my my dad would call her Fidel, like Castro, because we had like old cigar. Um, she did have an issue where um, she had um, a hysterical pregnancy. And so she thought she had puppies, but she had never been bred. And so she yeah. started adopting random objects around the house. And so she mm -hmm. had a litter of remote controls and a TV guide. Um, <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it meant she was in charge of the TV and that was no fun for the rest of us. Um, and then there was the thing with the carrots. Um, she loved carrots. Like, uh -huh. absolutely loved them. And she would just show up with carrots. Like, where did you get the carrot? Yeah. Where, where'd you get the carrot? She'd just come walking out of the kitchen with carrot in her mouth. You're like, did she open the refrigerator? Like, like sometimes it would be carrot sticks. It was never, like, pieces of carrot. Like, if my mom had been cooking, it wasn't like the tops of carrots that had been cut and, and thrown mm -hmm. like She wasn't going through the trash. She was just coming out of the kitchen with carrots. Wow. Yeah. That is, that's nuts. Look yeah. Mystery carrots. Yeah. Yeah. There's more to that story, but I'm uh -huh. saving it for later. Because okay. I know you're going to ask me a question at the end of this. And... Yeah. Because, like, I'm sitting here thinking and I'm like, this feels strange yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. all right we'll get we will get back to that <laughs> yeah teaser <laughs> okay let's switch gears a little bit okay and um talk about horses one horse that's coming through the the vision of you that was shared was you wearing like a sun hat and sunglasses and smiling and that horse knew when they saw you that you would have an adventure. Like this is going to be the fun time. You know, this isn't going to be boring time. This can be fun time. So that was my pony. <laughs> that was Prince. Yeah. Yeah. I got him. He was a Christmas present when I was. Oh my gosh. That's every girl's dream. I know. Right. Yeah. I know. I was that kid. Um, yeah. My parents lived in a little town in California called Plymouth. And, um, we were able to have horses and yeah, my mom had a horse and for Christmas I got a pony Aww. and yes, we went out on adventures. We rode all around town. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, one of the famous stories of my family was that my parents, um, you know, got the pony, you know, get all saddled up, go for a ride around town. And my dad's like, he, he's got the, he, he's leading the horse around, you know, on mm -hmm. a, a lead rope. And, um, there was this bar, um, our house was up on a hill. There was this bar on main street behind our house. And, um, we go walking by and the, the owners behind the bar is like, Hey Rich. And my dad's like, Hey, I got my kid a horse for Christmas. I'm like bring it in. And so I rode my horse in the bar in downtown Jackson. Um, 
I said Plymouth earlier, didn't I? We moved between yeah. the two. It was in downtown Jackson, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, the, rode around the pool table and, and right back up. <laughs> that is an adventure. Yeah, lots that of is, adventures. That pony loved you so much. He was a good and boy. I, I'm seeing them kind of lean on you a little. Is that something that they would do? Kind of just lean I, on you on yeah yeah i you know when you're brushing it you're, mm-hmm. you're about to kind of lean into it and, and yeah it's very yeah. comforting it's massaging yeah yeah uh-huh um they're expressing that you have very gentle hands and <laughs> kind hands and um they're showing me their hoof there just seems to be a, an emphasis on on one hoof he was a Palomino, uh-huh. and um, so I do know he had one hoof that was white with, I feel like it had a stripe of black through it. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. Well, those were the main things that I had. Um, was there a particular pet that you were also hoping would come through tonight that hasn't yet in this parade of animals. <laughs> um, there, there was one. I, I was kind of hoping we'd hear from Taco. Taco. Taco cat. Taco cat. <laughs> okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Taco cat is coming through very affectionately. Yeah. Like, this cat was your lover. Like, lover cats. He was the love bug, yeah. Yeah. Because um, it's just like, love, 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 love. But he's also admitting to a little bit of a crazy streak. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's how he died, unfortunately. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he... Um, <laughs> yeah, so he... Definitely a love bug. Like he used to crawl mm-hmm. in bed with me and he would curl up under my chin and mm-hmm. just purr so loud. Um, he was an interesting cat. We got him from our local shelter and he was a little bit older. He was like three or four, um, but he had not been neutered when the shelter got him. And so he got neutered right before we got him. So he looked like a tomcat. And he kind of acted like a tomcat, mm-hmm. but he didn't have the, the requisite parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but that made it very hard to keep him indoors. He would fight tooth and nail to get mm-hmm. out of this house because I mentioned the rats. Mm-hmm. We were only graced to have Taco in our life for about six months. Oh. And in that time, the rat population of this neighborhood went down to nearly zero. He got every single rat and left it in my yard, on my patio, or in my living room. That or maybe time. all at once. Yes. <laughs> we were finding dead rats oh, everywhere. He And when he ran out of rats, he started going after birds. Mm-hmm. And our neighbors across the street had this huge oak tree that birds used to nest in and it was crossing the street that we lost him oh yeah. oh i'm so sorry about that 
He was yeah. a baby. Yeah. Um, if there were two words that describe him, it's like love and wild. Yeah. Crazy. Maybe that's three words. Um, he just had <laughs> this taco. wild streak about him that um, could not be bottled, could yeah. not be contained. Yeah. What a sweetie. I did write down a couple messages for you. Okay. I think we have a collective opinion <laughs> on what to say. They're all saying that they felt safe with you uh-huh. and that your confidence in being with them assured them. And I think that animals in general can sense this in you, that you're, you're at ease, you're confident with them, and that in turn assures them that everything's okay and that they're safe. They want you to keep looking ahead. And that you are going to accomplish a lot. <laughs> Even as animal spirits, they see that for you. And they just want to send that encouragement and that love and that energy um, to let you know that you're loved and supported and you're going to do great things and you're going to accomplish a lot. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, thank you for going on this animal adventure with me. So many. So, and like, I feel like we're just kind of scratched the surface a little, but it's like. I, I warned you, you thought my family was talkative, and then you were like, oh, let's do an animal redo. It's like, you don't even know what you're in for. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, before we go tonight, do you have a ghost story that you would like to share? Yes. listener ghost story so it's it's not exactly a ghost story but okay. it is weird happenings in the animal kingdom wonderful uh, yeah so so i will just uh, put out the the warning in advance this does start with the tragic death of a beloved animal um so um as we covered i i had a pony as a kid and the reason I had a pony was because my mom had horses and um, she had this absolutely wonderful quarter horse named Bergie. Uh, beautiful big bay mare, just gentle and sweet as could be. Um, Bergie was the first horse I ever rode and we're talking I was like two at the time. Um, and she was just the kindest animal. Um, she also, um, we, we had to kind of watch her weight because she loved to snack. And if you had any food around, she would get into it. She, um, and when my mom was mucking out her stall, if my mom set a beer down on the fence post, Birdie would go over, grab the beer in her teeth, turn it upside down and drink the whole beer. Um, if, if we had chips, peanuts, pistachios, all of that burden was just all over at snacking. She, if you had food, she wanted it. Um, and the thing that she absolutely loved, like most of all, the thing that like she could sniff it out if you had it on you from a mile away was carrots. That horse would go nuts for carrots. We could exercise her by standing at opposite ends of an arena with carrots and just have her go back and forth to get carrots. She 
loved carrots. Um, when I was around five years old, we moved into a new house. And at that time we had three horses. We had Bergie, uh, we had a stallion named Eddie, and then we had my pony. That was a El Nino year. We had some horrible storms come through this part of California. And in one of those storms, she got very, very spooked and ran into a fence and um, ended up dying a pretty horrible death. It, it was really bad. Um, my mom was heartbroken. I mean, this, this horse meant so much to her. It, it was definitely, I mean, it was rough for all of us, but it was especially rough on, on my mom. I got older, I got too big for my pony, so we, we sold him to another family that could use him, and um, some other things happened, we ended up selling Eddie, and it came down to where we just had dogs and cats, which, which was fun. And then when I was in eighth grade, my parents bought me a puppy. And they had gone out to get, they had both found this advertisement for Dalmatian puppies at the same time, um, separately. And they both went to each other like, Hey, you know, we were thinking about getting a new dog and they're both like, Oh, look, Dalmatian. So, so they, they went and my mom picked out this adorable little, like she was just teeny tiny when she came home to us. This is the dog that grew up to have this fixation with parents. And I swear to God, that dog was that horse. Um, my mom was sitting in the living room one day and she just said Bergie's name, not for any particular reason. She just said Bergie's name. She didn't call it out, but she said it. And this dog came running and sat down. And my mom looked at her and the dog's name is Sally. My mom looked at her. Sally, what are you doing? And Sally kind of looked at her and she goes, are, are you birdie? And she put her head in my mom's lap. Oh my goodness. And so I don't know if animal reincarnation is a thing or if there was just some sort of spiritual connection between Sally and Bergie, but these two animals that had never met were so connected um you know i mentioned i mentioned the carrots which was just absolutely well how does how does a dog come up with carrots I just remember that. carrot sticks where do you get carrot sticks in the middle of the night right. um, but also one time we were out on a hike and there were um, some people riding through the area on horses and Sally was just like, Oh, we're doing the horse thing now. Okay. We're doing the horse thing now. And she just fell in line next to the horses. She'd never seen a horse before in her life. And she was just like, okay, we're doing horse things now. And, and just as gentle as could be like, didn't, didn't cause any issues. And, um, it, it, I'll just go ahead and say it was our property, which is where our dog was off leash, and these people just were riding through to get to a, a pond. And so, like, we were a little worried, like, oh god, our dog's gonna spook these horses. Nope, she, she just she's like, oh, we're doing horse stuff now. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, it was 
Like I said, I don't know if it was reincarnation or just some sort of spiritual connection between these two animals or something about my mother that drew these two spirits to her. But um, yeah, it was just kind of kind of beautiful to see yeah. that re- recur that the crazy mm-hmm. carrot dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is so lovely. And you're right. No matter what the answer is and and we don't know it's whatever it is it's a lovely mystery yeah 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 that's wonderful wow (laughs) well thank you again this has been fabulous and (laughs) so interesting uh to explore and try and um thank you so much yeah definitely went down a lot of different (laughs) memory lanes (laughs) next time we'll have the parrots show up oh my goodness (laughs) would you like a free spirit reading with me and record your reading for the podcast sign up for your chance to be selected by visiting italktoghost.com slash guest and as an added bonus if you don't want to leave your reading up to chance I'll let you in on a secret there's a discount offer to book a private session with me so you can book a date and time for certain. Visit italktoghost.com slash guest for more details. I can't wait to meet you. Hello and welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. I have a message from the spirits this evening for someone listening to the podcast. So thank you for joining me around my seance table Tonight, while I do my spirit work, I'm going to have near me Rainbow Obsidian. Rainbow Obsidian is really wonderful for cultivating feelings of healing, supporting uh, feelings of joy. It's also a very grounding stone, and if you want to do any root chakra work, it is also very good for that. I love working with elements that bring in certain frequencies and vibrations. They don't necessarily have to be elements that we traditionally consider when doing spirit work, but to bring in something with healing and joy and grounding, I think is perfect. I promise to bring in someone's beloved pet and coming right in is someone's dog real happy guy so much energy very emotionally intelligent more so than other pets you had in the past it was something you really cherished about him it felt like he understood you let alone sense what you were feeling on any given day. You two were such good friends. I think you went everywhere together, and he was really good with that. Even if he couldn't, say, go into a store, he could wait patiently uh, outside. You would leash him, but he was really good about waiting for you and knew knew the system of things. He's giving me the sense that right now is around the anniversary of when 
you first got him and all he feels is joy and celebration about that and I know it can be hard as a grieving pet owner to have anniversaries such as this what was once a happy anniversary is now sad because your pet is gone but he is still with you he's showing me that he used to I don't know if he hid his toys in your bed or you just discovered his toys in your bed all the time but he would jump up there and with the toy and then not take it down with him so it was just this silly happenstance that you would often find his favorite toy uh, on the bed already and you would you would laugh and so that is something that just happened a lot in your life together he's showing me that he really loved water you couldn't keep him out of it so you had to be careful about what kind of walks you guys went on and if there was water around he used to jump in and he he used to bite it. He used to bite the water. The message he wants to convey tonight is that you think about getting another dog sometimes. And right now, um, you still have that emotional worry about feeling guilty about replacing him. And he does not want you to feel that way. And also... And also, he thinks it would help you emotionally. You just are someone who really understands and thrives with that kind of companionship from an animal. <laughs> he's, he's saying that you also worry about the money aspect of it, and you'll know when the time is right and how to navigate that. I hope that this message really connects for you so you can have that piece of healing uh, that will just be so wonderful for you and know that he is still around you. He's still near you and loves you more than ever. I think I'm going to leave it at that. So if this message connects for you, please reach out and let me know. Thank you. So tonight I promised you my own personal ghost pet story. I have a ghost cat in my current house. There's been at least three or four events in the past year and a half that makes me believe this completely. Um, the first was I saw it once move across the room and the most recent event was I was at my computer desk and I felt a cat brush up against my leg you know how they'll do that headbutt and also my skirt moved as well it felt exactly like a cat and I looked down and no one was there and my cat my living cat was sleeping across the room another event that happened that was really distinct was I was laying in bed one night and I had left the door open and it was probably around 
two in the morning where I felt a cat jump up on my side of the bed, walk across my legs, four distinct cat paced movements, and then settle down next to me. And my first thought was, oh, Amulet finally is joining me tonight. Um, But then I laid there thinking, I should check. I should check to see if that was him. Because if I don't check, I'll never know. And I reached down to where I felt the cat settle. And there was not a cat there. I would have heard him and felt him jump off the bed. Amulet is a rather large cat. Um, So I can't, I can't explain that one away logically. It was a very distinct jump up on the bed, walk over me, settle down. Just a few seconds later, no time for anything to have shifted or moved, I reached down and he wasn't there. He wasn't there. Another recent event happened when Maxwell and I were eating lunch at home. We were at our dining room table and we heard a cat jump up onto one of the empty wooden dining room chairs. It made the noise of a cat kind of exerting some energy, you know, that little that they can make. And then the thump thump of the feet, uh, cat feet on a wooden chair. And normally you would see Amulet pop his head up on the chair, almost like he's joining us at the table, right? And that didn't happen. So Maxwell looked under the table to look at the chair, and then he looked back at me, and I said, he's there, right? And he's like, no, there's there's not a cat there. You heard that. And I said, yes, yes, I definitely heard it. He's not there. And I look, and there, was, there wasn't a cat there. So yes, we have a ghost cat. Now, I have not lost a cat while living in this home. I do believe that this cat is a former pet of mine that followed me here. That feels right the day that I felt the cat um, bump up against my leg. I had also that day been thinking quite deeply about a cat of mine that had passed away. So the timing was really right there. Which leads me to share the thought that pets aren't bound to the home or life that they passed away at that space. That isn't a detail that I really considered until this started happening, but why would my cat only be able to visit me in our former house together. That doesn't make any sense, but sometimes that's how my brain works. So I thought that I would share that insight with you as well. If you happen to have moved since losing a pet, don't think that they can't follow you or visit you wherever you are.
Before we part ways into the shadows this evening, I'd like to give a spooky shout-out to my Patreon supporters. If you'd like to be included in this monthly thank you, I'll tell you how in a minute. First, a heartfelt thank you to Jake, Claire, Charles and Family, Jennifer C., Raven and Jenna, Jennifer A., Renee, Gabe, James, Stephen, Gabriel, Daniel, Gordon, Rob, and Peter. Thank you all so much. If you'd like to support this spooky little podcast, know that doing so means the world to me. And there will be spooky Patreon perks as well. Sneak previews, shoutouts like this, and I'm adding new treats like behind-the-scene videos, bonus content, meditations, and more. I'm just getting started. Visit patreon.com slash italktoghosts for more info. Thank you. And with that, dear listener, we've reached the end of this episode of I Talk to Ghosts. I hope you've enjoyed that special spirit work that I shared with you this evening, as well as those stories of ghostly pets. Have you had a pet visit you again? I would love to hear about it. In the meantime, wherever you wander off to in this world or the next, just remember, come back and visit with me. Have a lovely evening and good night. If you listen to my podcast, you have to be like me. You love listening to spooky stories. I'm excited to say that Audible is a sponsor of this podcast. Audible's storytelling keeps me company no matter what other task I'm doing. And you know what? Listening can also keep my stress at bay because my mind is being drawn into the stories I'm listening to. Sign up and try it now by visiting audibletrial.com ghosts. I'll also have a link for you in my episode description notes that you can click on. Happy spooky reading!